You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Good morning, Powerful Creators. This morning, I have Ellen Atkins on my show, also known as the Suburban Monk. Ellen, I'm so excited to have you here with me today. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Okay, so we know the routine. Before we get started, my favorite question to ask everybody is, what does it mean to you to be a Powerful Creator? It's so interesting. In my early days, I would have gone right to tangible, like creation um, I, you know, we'll get to Sid, my thumbs up Buddha statue. And so things as I was creating felt very tangible. But at this point, what I know is that I am such a powerful creator, and I think all of us are, is, well, for me, I have a very um, deep, steady meditation practice in the morning where I get up in the dark. So connecting to source, what I call source, or just something bigger than yourself. Mm. Um, And then listening for those, like, nudges. Um, Owning your gifts was big for me and not playing small. Like, right now, I think we need to be over that because the world needs all of our gifts. And then, of course, taking action, not getting stuck and taking action. And that formula for me is why I can just now say I'm a power, powerful creator. But it was interesting to look at. In my early days, it would have been more tangible. And truthfully, for me, I think the biggest thing I've created is a life that makes sense, feels good, and is really fun to live. Happens to be my tagline. But I have done, like my husband says, I'm a different person than he married. He likes this person, so that's good. <laughs> but um, that. So really the biggest thing I've created is this life that I now lead. Okay, so two things I want to talk about here that you just addressed. One, as I wrote down when you were talking, I'm like, this is actually a good formula that you just said. Pay attention to the nudges, own your gifts, don't play small, and take action. Mm-hmm. Those are beautiful. So let's talk about what do the nudges feel like to you? How do you know when you're being nudged? So... When I started this journey, so I went from corporate um, into the unknown. I, I really didn't know what that was going to look like. I now see it was the hero's journey, like Joseph Campbell, and I was getting the call, which I said yes to. So I didn't understand when I fell in love with laughing monk statues that that was a nudge because at that point I had just started meditating. I didn't, you know, I was like in the middle of a mystery, like what? <laughs> um, but it's for me, the nudge is something that lights me up. Mm. It's, um, it's, it's usually not subtle in me, um, where it can be, but I am really into human design. I don't know if you know human design. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm a manifester and I have an emotional wave. So I have learned just recently, which I wish I knew earlier, but it all worked out. So I actually feel things really big and I like fall in love with things. I did learn that 
you have to let the wave come down a little. But um, so usually they're very big, but now I wait a little and see if it still feels like that's my next step. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm also, um, I know human design. I'm actually a 4-6 manifesting generator and also emotional authority. So I know what you're talking about that. That yes. feeling where you get really, I know for me, I get really excited about ideas and about things and about projects and about doing things. But now I've learned to wait to see if, yes. if tomorrow I still am as excited about it as I was in the moment. <laughs> and I mean, it, it turned out to be a good urge when I fell in love with laughing monk statues. But literally, I had them all over the house. I would buy clothes and dress them up. My kid said to my husband, like, is mom okay? And he's like, I don't know. She seems really happy. Like, really, it was, I just had so much fun. You know, you'd lose track of time. So where did you first come upon a laughing monk statue? And in corporate America, you said you were an accountant, correct? Yeah, I was a CPA for 30 years. Wow. I would not have called myself creative. Maybe finding a new column in an Excel sheet. <laughs> I was like the typical anal Virgo um, accountant. Wow. Like seriously. I had Excel sheets on Hebrew school carpool assigning snacks. Like what day? Yeah, I was like that person. <laughs> Very organized. And, um, so I, I did have the... I, I didn't know what was happening, but I had this call. I had this like feeling like I wanted to quit. I could do my job with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And it made no, no sense because I had built up a great career. But I didn't want to get to the end of my life. And everybody would have said, oh, she had such a great life. But I knew, I would have known I didn't have the courage to answer that call. So that, I went through... Um, this period of feeling really lost. Okay, well, what am I going to do? And what I did is I said, well, I need to get myself happy again. So I noticed anything that br brought joy to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know about Pinterest then, so you should have seen my house. I would take scotch tape. I would like, like a color in a magazine and just rip it out. And then I had a holiday and my niece said, Auntie Ellen, don't you know about Pinterest? Like, there was just, <laughs> and then I would rip it off the wall because then I was like, oh, that doesn't do it for me anymore. Now I want this. Um, mm -hmm. So in finding my way back to joy, I was just flipping through a catalog and I saw a laughing monk statue and I, he shifted my energy and I said, okay, I'll order one. And I fell in love with them. And so then I ordered a whole bunch. But I, um, I would dress them up at it. You know, most statues, the arms like are on the torso. And so it was really hard to dress up. And I would um, tape, like duct tape affirmation. So I'd wake up in the morning and he might have a wig on and, you know, and clothes <laughs> on and sunglasses and an affirmation. And the mailman knew him. <laughs> I would keep changing. I mean, the different outfits. So all of a sudden, I just thought he would be another thing that gave me joy. But then I was like, uh, oh, and then the name of my company got downloaded to me in meditation before I knew what the company was going to do. Wow. And actually, that same niece who had moved in with us for a while, I said, Jesse, I'm a real business. I got my LLC. And she's like, oh, what's it going to do? <laughs> and talk about a change in personality from that accountant. I was like, I have no idea. Wow. Yeah, like that's how, that's why when my husband says, um, 
you are such a different person. Like he's not exaggerating. Mm. And so it just became a thing. I would take pictures, dress them up, send them to friends and they would crack up. And I was like, I need to write, I need to make the right statue because I love combining playfulness with spirituality. Mm. Like that is, that's my thing. Yes. Um, and yeah, so it was, so I knew, so I knew I wanted to put a thumbs up. Um, and I wanted to, the arms, like, don't touch. So you can dress them up. You can, <laughs> even put, you can even put socks on his feet and shoes. Like, I did, like, the sculptor was like, oh, my God, what? I'm like, no, I need to be able to put socks on. <laughs> it was really, um, and that's why my kids would be, dad. <laughs> can you imagine? I love it's it. It's like, like, typical accountant going to this creative, yeah. It sounds to me like in you describing all of that, that you sincerely took what is called a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. You literally jumped off the cliff, assuming you would fly or grow your wings on the way down, and you did. Yeah, I mean, it was because I really had, you know, first I thought I'll be the perfect mom. That, that didn't go over well. Right? <laughs> no, me either. <laughs> And then I thought, oh, I'll volunteer, and then I'd get yelled at for, I don't know, the pizza was always cold. <laughs> I'm like, let me just donate money. <laughs> Sorry, but that, <laughs> I was that one. They're like, put the box down after you serve the piece. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so then, yeah, then I just um, started meditating, read everything metaphysical, cleaned out the Xbox room. Two of our three sons were at college, and... Yeah, I can look back and see the little steps, but at the time, I I was never sorry, but I really didn't know if I was, I didn't know if I would really create anything or mm -hmm. what my life would look like. But oh my gosh. I, I love this story so much. And there's so many questions that I want to ask you because there's, you know, there's so many people who are in that space that you were in and, and, mm -hmm. and what gave you the courage to trust or to, to act, to take that action? What gave you the courage? What was the final thing that you were like, maybe it's time for me to take this leap? I think it had been on my mind for a while and I did not have the courage for a while. Um, and that thought kept coming back. I was really into Wayne Dyer, probably after I quit, yeah. but you know, the phrase, don't die with the music still in you. Mm. I think when I turned 50, I turned 50 and I, I kept thinking about, I don't want to get to the end of my life and know I didn't have the courage. Like, even if, you know, I still had, would have a great life, but, uh, you know, I kept my husband and kids and, you know, dog. Um, so I think it was the combination that it, it, it was such a big feeling in my body that I kept trying to ignore Ellen, you can do this, like you're wasting your life. You can do this with your eyes closed. Okay, you, you made it to the top. And so it was that. And then when I turned 50, I was like, it's now or never. Yeah, I'm nearing 50. And it's an interesting time of life. It's a wonderful time of life. And I do, I, we had a brief conversation before about how, you know, you get to where you are now and you see the leaps that you've taken and all those little things have woven together like a tapestry or putting together a piece of a puzzle when you don't even know what the puzzle looks like. That's it. It's like yeah. you are, you're thrown, uh, you know, I'll say in 
the middle of a mystery, but it's a puzzle. And it's like you get a piece. And I would collect things because I felt like, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to save this and it means something. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I'm, I still do that. I collect things to see, you know, mm-hmm. what they're trying to tell me. Um, yeah, it is. And then when you look back, like it, at, actually I channeled Sid. I, you know, somebody told me, I channeled him, and at that time I said, I'm Jewish, we don't channel. (laughs) (laughs) But then as I got deeper into this world, um, I did channel him. And But at the time, did I know that? All I knew was, okay, what am I going to do today to stay happy and just sort of keep Mm -hmm. following? Yeah following those nudges. And yeah. you know, you're, it sounds to me like um, you're a mindfulness practitioner or you got into meditation, which brings you into mindfulness. And I am too. And I think it was that um, really coming to the present moment and really discovering that a, the present moment is all you ever really have. And B, when we get to be around this age, middle age, you know, we assume or we hope that we still have another 40, 45 years, but we really don't know. It's unknown. And I agree with yeah. you with that Wayne Dyer wisdom of not wasting any more time. It's yeah. just our time is precious. It's the one thing that we can never, ever get back. You can't reclaim it. So you have to live in it and own it. And that comes down to the taking action. And so let's talk about how you've taken action on your company. How was your business born? And tell us exactly what it is you do. I know you make these fun statues for people. So let's talk about how you took action, what that looks like, and what you've created. So, you know, I guess the first action step was getting my LLC, even though I had no idea. But isn't the Suburban Monk a great name? It's a great name. Yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know what it's going to do. Um... And then I, you know, fell in love with the Laughing Monk statues. And I look back and I think, why would I think I could make one? Like, <laughs> why would I even think that? And thank God I didn't know all the steps. You know, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll make one. <laughs> like, so that, um, my son's friend had just graduated from college. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And so he's like, hey, mom, maybe Jeff would help you because he's in a transition. And so I call him, he comes over, he's like, sure. And he, so he comes for the first meeting and I'm like, so how do we make a statue? <laughs> it's me and a 22-year-old. Awesome. And he's like, how about Craigslist? And I'm like, I don't know. And one thing led to another. I found a sculptor. And I, in the meantime, I was visualizing, you know, what I wanted um, my statue his name is Sid, to look like. Um, and then it took like nine months. It, it was a whole process. We would, I would meet, because the sculptor was two hours away. So we would meet like halfway in the parking lot of a mall. <laughs> He'd open his trunk. I swear, like it, people probably thought we were doing a drug bust. <laughs> because it was like so strange, you know, we're like in the corner, like where there are no oh, cars. Gosh, I know. Um, and then when it was done, what I thought was done, he's like, now you have to find a, someone to make the mold. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, this is just clay. Like, this is how I'm like, and also when he said that, I thought, like, has he been in my refrigerator? I guess he talking about Joe or actually mold because both might be there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, like my face when he said that. And he's like looking at me like, this is clay. And I'm just thinking, can't you do that? But no. So then, so there were all these ups and downs. And then I'm like, oh my God, how do I find someone to make the mold? And then it's like, now you find that. And it's like, how do I find someone to manufacture them? So each step, right. I, I mean, I have newfound respect for entrepreneurs. It is just, uh, I would swear I was going to quit. And then something magical would always happen. Yes. I was like, I remember once I was on the porch and I forget what had happened. And I ran down the stairs and I went to my altar and I'm like, okay, I'm really serious this time. Like I need someone to help me that doesn't cost any money, blah, blah, blah. And I had gone to a Kundalini class. I'm into uh, yoga the next day and I come out and somebody wanted to buy 100 of my statue statues of Sid but what turned out is he um he actually coached me for free for a year he he went to Brown and he I don't know he wow he was actually a big wig in the entertainment industry but he also graduated from Tony um Robbins and so he believed in helping people and like literally probably not even 24 hours after so the magic was crazy, like just crazy. And each time I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done. And my husband, I'd be crying. And my husband would say, Ellen, you're already a success. Look what you, like he was so sweet. Look what you've done. And I'd be like, <laughs> so. Um, I love that. Yeah. So um, then I, you know, found somebody to do the website with me. And she actually was a clairvoyant which I met her at a oh. retreat and we were both there early. So we took a walk and she tells me what she was doing. And she was a clairvoyant. She also went to Pratt. But the first thing she said was she was a clairvoyant and she cleared chakras. And I swear to God, I thought, oh my God, this is who I'm talking to. Because I still had that corporate, Ellen. I didn't even know what a clairvoyant or chakra was. And the joke's on me because she could read, <laughs> read my mind and I'm like, this is who I get stuck with. <laughs> and now she's actually, uh, we've been together like 11 years. Like, but um, so she helped me, you know, then, oh, because then I had my first big order and I had to bring it to the gift shop and I didn't have a bag. I took a Bloomingdale's bag. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I guess I need a bag. Like literally. Things, yeah. You know, I it's I knew how to do financial statements, but you know. But that's how you figure things out, right? Just because how you figure one things out. step at a time. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. And if it's being done in the world, then it's possible for it to be done. And even if it's not being done in the world and you have that idea and that, that drive, that urge, that feeling that won't leave you, then it needs to be created in the world. So that is amazing. I would love to see Sid up close. Can you hold Okay, so here, well, I'll show you big Sid first. And then we have these, these oh. little guys in 14 colors. Oh my and each, each one comes with a color meaning card and a beautiful box. And for people listening. Oh, and he's a great ring holder. Oh, he and I did, so when I did my first trade show, took the little space all the way in the corner. I didn't even, I like had two feet to stand like for five days. It was crazy. But they said, um, 
uh, somebody big picked me up, like so it was really worth it. Um, but they said, oh, he needs a function. And I was like, oh, well, he holds my ring. So like that, he wasn't made for that, but now I always throw that in. So for so, people listening, I will post photos so you can see what these look like along with the podcast. But the one that she just showed is a little mini guy with his arms up in the air that are perfect for putting your rings over. He's adorable with his thumbs up. He's so cute. I know. (laughs) You can't not smile when you see him. Exactly. And this is Big Sid. Oh, oh, he's lovely. Look at his feet. I love it. So his feet are exposed so you can put socks on him like you said. Yes, and his arms don't touch his torso. And there's even a hole here so you can put like a flower and a little green or a flag or... Oh my God. I know, isn't he so cute? He's awesome. Oh my god! And, and then actually, there's literally um, there's a monumental Sid that we do custom. Wow, he's like almost five feet, like, and he's like an art installation. But I have a dream that one day he'll be in like a St. Jude's, or you know, he's really for big public places. Although um, he's in somebody's backyard, and I was going to say he's for my front yard. <laughs> So, yeah, so that, and those are things I didn't see coming. I never thought, oh, I'm going to make a really monumental one. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ellen, what a wonderful story. I love it. I could keep talking to you just about, I mean, there's so many deep dives that we could do talking to you, but I love, uh, maybe I'll do another interview with you to get into more of the, uh, the magic and the, the woo woo. And it's funny because you and I have talked a little bit before and we have such similar backgrounds coming from corporate and being, I started out in this whole journey being very anti-woo-woo, and now I'm like a metaphysical reverend. So it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's, and now I laugh, and my, you know, my husband will say, I don't even know what to tell people you do. You're doing all these different things. And I say, tell them I'm on God's payroll. That's what I said. <laughs> you know, I would come home. I had my past lives done once, and I came home, and I said, honey, I was a princess in a past life, and you were my bodyguard. <laughs> And he was just like, oh, my gosh. I <laughs> love it. Happy, oh, my but. gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds like both of our husbands wound up with different wives than they started with. But that's all good because everybody's way happier now. So, yeah. Ellen, I would love for you to share where people can find your wonderful, very happy, very cheerful. You cannot help but smile when you look at them. Artwork. And I'm calling them artwork. So where can yeah. they find you? Um. So my website is thesuburbanmonk.com. And we, if you do sign up for our uh, Suburban Monk Moments, they, there's a beautiful um, gift that is a playbook. It has practices that I used going from corporate Ellen to who I am now. And it's really beautiful. So, um, and all my Instagram, all my social media is at the Suburban Monk. And um, also, I am giving your followers a 15% discount. Oh, thank you. And the coupon code is POWERFULCREATOR. Oh, my goodness. My heart just sang with joy, and my solar plexus just went, yay. (laughs) I love that, and I will share that in the links, and um, I will be using it to order myself a sin because I have to have one. Actually, I think I'm going to get a ring, one for a ring and one for my um, office when I have clients in here. I just think looking at that will bring a smile. And he he is. He's magical. I always tell people, watch 
wait for the magic. They get him and I get so many messages and emails. It's really cool. Oh, so wonderful. Oh, Ellen, I just love your energy and I love your heart. I love your spirit. I love the work you're doing in the world. And you know, I'm thinking as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, and what a great gift that you get to be your own CPA. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, thank you so much for being here. This was great. It was really fun. Really fun. You're just, you're a lot of fun. And I can't, I can't wait to send some pictures and share you with the world. Thank you, Alex. All right. Bye, Cheryl. Bye. You've been listening to The Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.